following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. family and friends that are watching today online. Wow, there's a great spirit in the atmosphere today. We're here with our worshipers and it's been exciting just to spend a few moments while we're preparing worshiping the Lord and we are excited about what the Lord's going to do today. We believe today, not just a day of encouragement, not just a day of teaching, but an impartation is going to happen today during this uh, time together. So we're excited about that. Well, we're just excited to be here. As you can see, Kent is wearing a sling on his arm and I think we probably should say that his surgery did go very well. I mean, he's just going to act like it never even happened because that's just who he is. But he really is doing well. The recovery process is ongoing. He did start therapy and he's just been a trooper. I couldn't be prouder of you actually. Well, thanks Bevan. You've taken good care of me too, so I appreciate that. Yes, if you could have been here for the little song that he sang to me a little earlier, we won't do it now. Thank you very much. I'll just sing a little song about Nurse Bev that uh, I thought was appropriate. Justin. It made me blush, and it was completely sanctified, but I'm just saying. I hope y'all are in on the joke with us. Well, I tell you what, uh, there's seriously joy here. Yes, there is. There's mercy here today. We've been just kind of chatting in between ourselves about the mercy season that we've stepped into. God's mercies are being poured out in this season at Pentecost to the point we're going to have such mercies poured out that a prevailing anointing is being released. I felt like the Lord actually encouraged me with this word that a pregnant pause has birthed a prevailing anointing. Wow, and and literally this is a dispensation of mercy. So that prevailing word, every time that we have turned on any podcast or read anything in the word this week, that word prevailing has been such an encouraging onward word. So I want to encourage you, prevail, keep going, be prepared, know that God is with you. And in this season, while we have been on pause, he has in... uh, Uh, enlarged your capacity Mm. beyond your understanding and all you have to do is start walking in it because you are prevailing I believe that is so true Bev I believe when we step into Pentecost we're going to realize what God has actually done maybe we don't see it yet but all of a sudden we're going to step into it realize he has enlarged us and increased us to move into this next season. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. We will be gathering on campus. We're excited about that. We're excited that the state of Alabama is reopening, the United States is reopening. Obviously, we're not reopening. We've never closed as a church. We've done more ministry probably in the last uh, two months uh, online and uh, around the world than we have even as we're gathered on campus. But we get together next Sunday, 10 a.m., but we will also be live streaming for those of you who want to stay home and continue the live streaming for a while and for a season. Today on our live streaming, you're going to be really blessed. You know, they prophesied that Word of Life is a place of the double portion. Yes. Today, you're going to receive a double portion of the anointing. We've got two prophets, renowned prophets, that are speaking into our lives today, specifically sent us words. One will come from Paul, Keith, and Amy Davis, and they actually hosted all in Alabama there this week and sent us a message, sent us a word. And so you'll get an update from Matt Hobson about all in Alabama. Then we'll see uh, 
Paul, Keith, and Amy, and they'll deliver a word to us. Then we're going to come back and we're going to go into the presence of the Lord through worship. And then our friend, Prophet Chuck Pierce, has a word to release over us. So I believe two things are going to be imparted today. Number one, courage. There's going to be a spirit of courage released into us today that's going to overcome all fear and trepidation of the future. Secondly, there's going to be an anointing released to prosper. The Word of God says, believe in the prophets and you will prosper. In this season... I believe we're going to prosper and have a prevailing anointing in the realm of economics and the spiritual realm as we step into Pentecost. We are moving through Passover now into Pentecost. It's been a very significant spiritual time. So today we're simply titling our messages to you today, Preparing for Pentecost. So it should be a great time. Watch this. Be blessed. And we'll be back to enter into worship. This is Matt Hobson, and we are still all in Alabama. If you don't know what all in Alabama is, Holy Spirit told us, starting in January, to go to every county in the state of Alabama, meeting with government officials, just praying over them, blessing them, releasing the prophetic words over the state, and then having Holy Ghost fire services in every county. And that's what we're doing. Last night in Mobile County, we completed number 38 And this morning, as you're meeting, I'm preaching in Conecuh this message of ecclesia that's radically transforming our state. At the beginning of 2 Chronicles chapter 7, it says that when Solomon prayed, the fire of God fell from heaven and the glory filled the temple. And every leader hit their knees saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And we're seeing that in every government meeting, in every county, in every fire service, This is happening. God is moving in the state of Alabama. So thank you for praying for us. Thank you for doing Pray Fast Give. Continue doing that. And if you want to be more involved, click on WAIO.org and just hit the All In logo and it'll tell you everything we're doing. And also, it'll give you an invite to the conference November 12th, 13th, and 14th. In our church, Word Alive, when we finish the 67-county tour of this campaign, we're culminating in a huge conference bringing in the speakers from all over the world to speak into every sphere of influence and then inviting all of our churches, all of our connections that we've made through the state to come and celebrate the transformation of Alabama. So don't miss what may be the most significant gathering of our time. While we were on this last trip, it was Friday night, we were in Baldwin County with White Dove Ministries. One of our presbyters and a great friend of our church, Paul Keith and Amy Davis, they hosted us. And while we were there, we got to celebrate with them as we're moving into Pentecost, an amazing teaching. So I want you to just watch this video, check out this amazing message. He talks about leaving everything from this old season behind and getting ready to move into something new as we hit Pentecost. So check this video out and bless you, Word Alive. Hello everyone, Paul Keith and Amy Davis here today and looking forward to sharing a brief message we have for you um, concerning the season that we're in and um, you know, moving into this Pentecostal season and what maybe the next few years are going to look like. Before we do, I just want to comment about Kent and Bev. Kent um, and Bev are two of our favorite people on the planet. We love those guys very much. Kent has been a good, loyal friend to me for a long time. Even when I was going through some difficult, dark years, Kent came to me and he said, I'm your friend and I'm sticking with you. Not a lot of people would do that. And a lot of people didn't do that. 
And so we're just very grateful for the friendship we have with Kent and Bev, with Word Alive. We hear from so many of you, and we appreciate your encouragement. We hope that what we have shared and are going to share will provide some direction for you uh, in this season, coming out of this present season into a next. But in fact, Amy had a dream about Kent, and uh, I thought it'd be great if she shared that just as a word of encouragement, not just for Kent, but also for the church, because you know, what, what is released prophetically for Ken is also a prophetic indication for the things and the people of the church. So, sweetheart. Oh, gosh. I love Kent and Bev so much. I'm so thankful for their hearts and the time we've got to spend with them. And as I'm getting to know them more, I just see their love for people. And the Lord knows their love for people as well and is indeed going to bless them. I had a dream where I saw Kent's name written in big bold letters, which in dreams always indicates that it was like a, as for me a call, um, really um, an anointing, a gift coming from the Lord for a person. It was written on a file box and the Lord spoke to me and showed me that that file box would be filled and it would be filled with great work done for the kingdom of God. And a voice came with great authority and spoke four times that he will, that the Lord was saying he will change the poverty line in Alabama. And he was going to use Kent to do this as one of the many people that he was going to use to do this. And that Kent would begin to teach people to function. He began to teach them to function. Um, I feel like the Lord is going to do this and is going to bless Kent and Bev and this church and this area, this Alabama greatly. It really was a word for Alabama that Alabama will begin to really function according to God's design. And I was excited for that. It really gave me a way to pray. The Lord is anointing people in this hour to really bring great change. And in this dream, I was shown that Kent and Bev are of those he's going to use. Amen. Awesome. Well, we just want to share a little bit about <clears throat> what the Lord has been speaking to us about this season that we've been in. Um, the significance of the current time that we're in and maybe a little indication of what it's going to look like in the future. You know, everyone knows that we've been in this very unusual interval of time. And I have to be honest, when we first started hearing the government talk about lockdown and these different things, my heart was resistant to that. I felt like this was not a good thing. And the Lord spoke to me out of Isaiah 20. It took the Lord to speak to me. And he said in this passage that you should hide yourself for a season, for a little while, while indignation runs its course. And so I knew that the Lord was allowing this season for a, for a purpose. The last couple of months we've been hidden away. We have had um, what we have called a forced interval, a forced lockdown. Um, but, but I feel like it has been a very important season because we're transitioning out of the old and being postured for the new. That's very important. But I also want to say this. Uh, I feel like that little while is up. It was only meant to be a brief time. I think, obviously, the enemy would like to keep us in lockdown. The enemy would like to keep us suppressed. He would like to, to muzzle the church and the prophetic voice. But that's not going to happen. We're going to have to come out with some courage. We're going to have to come out with some boldness. We're going to have to begin to prophesy in agreement with heaven. And let me just say this while I'm at it, friends. I know you may not want to hear this, but we need to get accustomed to this environment from now on. Things are going to be difficult. Darkness is going to get darker. 
but light is going to become more brilliant. We need to understand that. This is a major conflict between light and darkness. Paul was commissioned, and uh, on the day of his Damascus Road encounter, the Lord told him that he was to open the eyes of the people to bring them out of darkness into light from the dominion of Satan into the dominion of God. And we need to understand there is a lot of darkness out there. It's not going to go away on its own. We are the remedy. The, the people of God, the remnant of God's people anointed with the Holy Spirit is the remedy. We are the ones that have direction. We have insight. We need to begin to prophesy in agreement with heaven. As Amy and I were driving here today, just preparing, you know, our thoughts for this message, you know, we were reminded of Hebrews chapter 10, where Moses was instructed by the Lord. He said, be careful that you build only according to the model that you have seen in heaven. That's a word for us right now. As we move into this Pentecostal season, we must begin to build only according to the pattern that we see in the unseen realm. So let me just briefly comment about what I believe this next Pentecost means. We felt like, as so many did, that Passover was unusual because of this you know, lockdown that we were in. People were hidden away. And those that heard the voice of the Lord, I think, used this time. I had a, an experience when it first began, maybe two months ago, and uh, not, not quite two months, but almost two months ago, where I was, had done my prayers that morning. And I was going to do a little workout in, in our bedroom, and I heard the internal audible voice of God. And he said, I do not want my people. He actually said, I do not want the remnant of my people to come out of this interval um, sluggish, confused, uh, or grumpy. No, he actually said, I do not want my people to come out of this season overweight, <laughs> sluggish, confused, or grumpy, but as an army ready for battle. So how do we do that? What is the significance of that for the season we're in right now? I mean, the next few weeks. Pentecost is in a little over a week now. And I believe as was Passover, so also will be Pentecost, a unique time. And I know most people, when they think of Pentecost, they think of Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> but for me, you know, for what the Lord has been telling me over the last year or so, I go all the way back to the very first Pentecost the very first Pentecost at Mount Sinai. Israel had come out of Egyptian bondage. You know the story. They go to the waters of Meribah, and then they come, of course, to, uh, to Mount Sinai. They had been led by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. That's the manifested presence of God. They visibly saw God's manifested presence. But let me just move very quickly into what I want to share. The Lord tells Moses, they come to Mount Sinai, Tell the people to sanctify themselves today and tomorrow, for on the third day I'm going to appear. It's very interesting because he had been appearing already as a cloud and as a pillar of fire. But something unique was about to happen on this Pentecost, and the people had to sanctify themselves. If I can identify, if I can earmark this last two months, it's been yesterday and the next day to sanctify ourselves, mm -hmm. to consecrate ourselves. We have been in a season of consecration, dealing with the traditions of men and all the different things, uh, getting rid of the issues of the soul, fear, anxiety, confusion, all those things. But on the morning of the third day, 
one of the most amazing things happen. And if you read all the different passages that talk about that great day, this most momentous day that happened in the history of Israel, God didn't just come straight down on Mount Sinai. He came down on Mount Seir, some distance away. And he came down as this big ball of fire that looked something like a sun. And the Bible says he began to march across the wilderness of Paran. And as he did, the scriptures tell us that the ground was quaking, that heaven was dripping dew, that there were lightnings and coals of fire, and even a trumpet blast that was so loud. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, even Moses was terrified as Almighty God. Just imagine Two million people standing at the doorpost of their tents watching God rumble across the wilderness as this massive demonstration of power. Even Moses was terrified as God made his way up on the top of Mount Sinai and the entire mountain quaked with the glory of God. That was the first Pentecost. Now what does that have to do with us today? Because the Lord spoke to me when I had an experience where I saw what seemed to be a representation of that event. I was there one day and I saw the coals of fire and I saw the boats of lightning and I saw the mountain rumbling. And I said, Lord, why did you do that? Why did you come down in such an incredible display of your glory and power? And the Lord spoke to me and said, because I wanted to impress my people. Now just think about this very quickly for just a moment. They... Mount Sinai and Pentecost was not the end. It was a means to the end. In other words, they were not to live at Mount Sinai. As wonderful and awesome as Pentecost was, that's not the destination. Across the Jordan was the destination. Across the Jordan into, Pente into Tabernacles was the destination. The problem was there was some darkness over there. There were some giants in the land. And the Lord wanted to so impress Israel with His power and with His virtue and with His authority and with His presence. After what they saw at Mount Sinai on the first Pentecost, they should not have even had one thought about giants or enemies standing in the way. That's what He's wanting to do for us today. As we move into this new Pentecostal season, I got a sense the Lord is going to impress us. He's going to increase our faith. He's going to increase our courage and our boldness because we have some giants to displace. If we're going to bring in the harvest, as we will, something's going to have to be dethroned. Something's going to have to be uprooted in order for us to begin to go in with the measure of light that we're supposed to carry to bring about this great harvest of souls. So as we move into this Pentecost, my admonition to you is, Posture yourself to let God impress you. I, you know, I love visitations. I love encounters with God. I, because you're never the same. I am praying that as we move out of this interval into this new season, that we don't carry into the new season the baggage of the old. That we come into the new free, consecrated, as the Lord told Moses so that you can be fully impressed with God, so enamored, so full of the reverence and awe of God that when He tells us to go take land, we say, absolutely, because you're able. Nothing is impossible for you. And I pray the Lord will give us displays of signs and wonders and power. I pray that Word of Life will be a 
carrier of the glory of God so that as people come into that sanctuary, as you, the remnant of God's people that have been prepared, can carry something so real and so tangible that it changes the environment. It changes the atmosphere wherever you may go. You know, Amy had this amazing angelic visitation I'd like for her to share now uh, about courage because that's what's coming in this season right now, supernatural courage. Not long after we had gone into this forced lockdown, I had a series of experiences several mornings in a row where a messenger came and laid next to us in the bed and I could feel the heat from the messenger and it was a messenger of courage. It brought me um, several Bible verses. I was brought into a dream and I was given several Bible verses within the dream on one of the mornings. After that first morning, I really just experienced its presence, and it was like I was getting um, like an impartation of great courage. I didn't feel afraid at the time, but I was still getting this impartation of this courage. I'm going to share one of the little journal entries that I wrote down in just a couple of verses. I'll be very quick. Uh, what the Lord was showing me in these dreams and during this time, we really began to study it out and understand what are you saying, Lord, about courage this time? I'm going to read this little uh, journal entry of what I felt the Lord was saying is coming. Courageous. This, this is the type, this is what, how we're going to come out of this thing. Yeah. Let me just clear that up. We're going to come out of this thing as courageous known by perfect love and found in the reverential fear of the Lord. A remnant of awe-inspired sons of God will draw from the seven lamps of fire and receive insight that will make the wisdom of the world look foolish. So we have this opportunity. We have had this opportunity to tuck away with the Lord. And coming out of this, we get to come out courageous, known by perfect love, uh, walking in this place of a reverential fear of the Lord, this beautiful awe and reverence, now radiantly shining brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. We will lead many to righteousness, bringing in the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. This congregation, found in courage in the hiding place of thunder, will lace up their boots for battle and will demonstrate insight received from heaven. See, that's what it is. It's going to be a demonstration of what we found in heaven. It's not going to be a demonstration of what we've already seen on earth. It's going to be insight that we've gained from the very heart of God. On reverence will be the declaration of our walk, and we will move in union, power, and intimacy. That is what we can expect now, and that is exciting. That's exciting, and we're going to have the courage that we need to step in and do the things we ought to do, to speak when we're supposed to speak, and to hold our tongue when we're not supposed to speak. We're going to hear from heaven how to move and what to do, what this format, if you want to call it that, would look like in these days. I'm going to read a couple verses. Psalm 81 was one of the verses that after this experience in these dreams, I was given Psalm 81. You called in trouble and I rescued you. I answered you in the hiding place of thunder. And I asked the Lord, what's in the hiding place of thunder? I know I get courage in the hiding place of thunder. What else do I experience in the hiding place of thunder? And the Lord showed me to Isaiah 11, where it says the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and strength, knowledge 
and the fear of the Lord. This is the seven spirits of God. So that's what's found in the hiding place of thunder when we're calling to him in trouble. We find great courage and we get to experience and learn from the seven spirits of God. What a beautiful thing. I'm going to be very quick here to have a couple more verses that have come as a result to this dream and encounter and time tucked away with the Lord. Um, Esther 4.14, I was given in the dream 4.14 uh, three different times. And one of those times I was given Esther 4.14 where it says, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place and you and your father's house will perish. But who knows if you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. And we've heard this spoken so many times over the years, but this really is our hour to shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. It's our time. This is our turn to, as royalty, to speak because we've been called for such a time as this. What a beautiful thing. It's also our time now. 1 Corinthians 6:17 has come many, many times where it says, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him this is our hour now to really be joined to the lord and be one spirit with him really moving in the things of the spirit the things of the kingdom of god not to be afraid but taking up that uh, great courage stepping into the presence of perfect love that's where we get this courage and really begin to hear from the heart of god and demonstrate that here on earth in a beautiful way and in that place just as i wrote in the journal entry in that place we will uh, be able to bring in the greatest harvest the world has ever seen because we have insight that makes the wisdom of the world look foolish so we have insight that comes from the very heart of god and i'm excited because that's what we can expect in this day amen you know we're going to come out of this season either with fear or courage And the good news is the Lord is making a provision for us to be filled with courage. And I believe that word. I was there when she had this visitation. She actually saw the angel with her natural eye. So I am 100% confident the Lord is releasing to us courage. You know, the media is trying to release fear. And the atmosphere is permeated with fear and anxiety right now. But not for us. Not for us. We're not going to be shaken. We're not going to be like the 10 spies that came back with a bad report. We're going to be like Joshua and Caleb. Maybe there are some giants over there, but I saw what God did on the first Pentecost. I'm pretty impressed with the living God, and I'm going to go with God. I pray that is your attitude as we move into this new season, laying behind all the old stuff, moving into the new. Lord, bless our friends at Word of Life. We love these people so very much. I pray even as this message is shared that a wave of courage would flow right through the auditorium or whoever happens to be watching by streaming or by whatever means that we would have no place perfect love casts out fear Mm -hmm. the love of god in us casts out all fear we're not going to be anxious we're not going to be nervous we're going to be full of courage and boldness and we're going to move forward and prophesy the word of the lord and we're going to be a part of the greatest harvest of souls the world has ever seen May there be an apostolic hub right there at Word of Life where people come from miles around to encounter the Lord and experience His glory. Release that, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I tell you, there's such an anointing right now 
What a word from Paul, Keith, and Amy about us being called in our destiny to shift the poverty line in the state of Alabama. Can you dream what the day would look like in the state of Alabama when we shift the poverty line and people are no longer bound by the spirit of poverty? We've got to realize there's a destiny on us as a people. There's a destiny on us as a church to be the ecclesia, not just to be within the four walls of this building, but to literally shift the state and the poverty line of Alabama. We need to receive today the impartation of courage. There's a spirit of courage in the room today. I love what Paul Keith said, how he saw God march across the wilderness. And I'm telling you, God's about to impress us with His glory and with His strength and with His power. And He's going to cause us to move into a prevailing anointing. So today, receive the impartation of courage. Be strong and very courageous. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you should go and wherever you should find yourself. Wow. And, And I'm just reminded, Isaiah 40, 28 tells us, Have you not seen? Have you not heard? Yes. He is God, the creator of the universe. He is the creator of us all, and He forgets nothing. I want to encourage you, those of you who are of a certain age, who have been writing in your journal and who have been having visitations from angels over the years, and you've been writing and chronicling, I want you to go back now, and yes. I want you to take a look at some of the things that the Lord shared with you maybe 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, maybe even 40 years ago, because now is the time, now is the season and that we're going to begin to see the fruition of that. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be of good courage because the Lord has given those things to you and He's not forgotten a word of it. Has He not showed you? Has He not shared with you? Has He not prepared your heart for the great things that He already has done and is doing? Now's not the time to forget what God has already done. Go back just like uh, King David did at Ziglag and comfort yourself in the Lord and what he's already done and prepare your hearts for what he is doing and be strong and be courageous because he has not forgotten one word in Jesus mighty name. God told David pursue overtake and recover all. We say you've been pregnant with dreams and promises and now the birthing season is here and a pregnant pause is releasing a prevailing anointing and the visions, dreams, and promises that you've been carrying are now coming forth. Receive the courage to birth your destiny in this hour in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's praise Him a minute. Woo! We give you glory, Lord. Wow. Wow. Now look, this is just the first portion. We got one more portion. This is the day of double portion. This is a brief portion. But our friend, Prophet Chuck Pierce, has a word to move us into Pentecost. Please keep watching. There's an impartation on this next portion as well, if not even as, as more powerful than this first portion, as Chuck releases us in preparation for Pentecost. It's a powerful portion. And then Bev and I will be back, and we'll get, make our divin, giving declaration, and then we'll be gone. So check this out and get ready to receive the next portion of what God's doing today. Hello to all my favorite people there in at Word Alive in Alabama. 
I can't tell you how much you have been such a blessing, not only to us here at Glory of Zion International, but worldwide. Kent and Bev, you're just the best. We love being connected with all of you, being connected with your worship, the watches that we've been able to have that have affected the world, that's kept us pressing forward, have been just beyond. And it, a lot of it's because of the imp impartation that you brought in to so many watches. So thank you again. We've loved being a part and being aligned and being one as we've worshiped our way through a very unusual crisis. But I love what our president did. Uh, today actually you'll be hearing you'll be receiving this for Sunday but today he made an announcement he said churches are free to worship and if any governor tries to overrule the worship he'll overrule them you know that's what you want from a president you want the liberty to worship we're not under a Pharaoh system as long as you've got a leader that says, I'm going to let the people go and let them worship. Now, I want to encourage you. I want to start off. We just want to bless you back with a song. Kent, I know that you've been going through some things uh, with your shoulder and with your operation. And we just want to bless all of you out there. I'm, we, we are sure you've been through so many things during these last three months and had questions and had fears and you've overcome and you've kept going. Now, let Justin and Chad lead you in to this song right now and just let the Spirit of God rest on you and then I have a blessing for you afterwards. Now, just look out there wherever you are and say, I'm not alone. The Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is with me. Let's thank God for what He's doing. That's what I want to leave with you this morning. We've entered this time of worship, and now we're moving into the first fruits of Savan. Now, Savan is the month that connects months. It connects Passover, and it connects into uh, the incredible time of Pentecostal harvest ahead. And so it's the month actually of giving. And it's a month where restoration and order come into place. It's a month where uh, you actually develop an authority over chaos in your life. It's a month where you receive mercy like you've never received it before so you can overcome in a way like you've never overcome before. It's a month where you see through a plane that's been darkened and you see that in the midst of that darkened plane, you can see through and get clear vision. So this is a month where the Lord is really going to meet with us. It's a month of head. It's a month where we enter into Pentecost in days ahead. And so we've come into this new era. And if you'll remember 
One of the things the Lord spoke to me on January the 1st was this 2020 would be about tightening our belt. And because of that, tightening our belt, we would go into a great economic warfare this year. Now, we're in that warfare right now. And don't stop giving your way out of that warfare. That's what this month is about. God is looking at us, how we give, how we move, how we advance. And he said that those, we would get to an end of an old supply season and we would learn to do exploits and come into a new prophetic dimension. Now, if you'll also remember, the Lord said other things. And he started saying them in August of last year at Rosh Hashanah when we started really seeking the Lord. We're in, we're in a pay era. That's the name of it in Hebrew, P-E-Y. That is an era where the mouth, the voice makes decrees. It's an era where we come face to face with the Lord. It's an era where we're coming into alignment in ways that we've never come into alignment before. And it's also an era where a new glory shift has begun. Here were several things the Lord spoke to me about this era ahead. He said China, Russia, and the U.S. would go into this incredible vying for world domination. But he had shown me that in, and this has been several years ago, and I've got it written in several of my books, how China would in 2020 attempt to take the lead economically worldwide. And if we didn't move correctly, by 2026, they would have control of economics worldwide and we would be under their domination. Now, that becomes important for us to understand. He said, watch Korea. He said, watch Israel. And then he said, uh, because pay is linked with Passover, it's linked with Purim, and it's linked with Pentecost, he said, these feast times become so important for us this year. Now, that is key. He said, there'll be this year... Uh, Passover will be a modern, this will be like a modern day Passover, that there will be a plague-like condition that you'll be contending with. But really what God focused me on was the economic stability that would be going up and down. See, when he says tighten your belt, you're putting on a belt to get on a roller coaster ride. And he said, we would move through a modern day Passover into a present day Pentecost. You decree right now that this up and down movement, especially in the economic realm, that right now at Pentecost, we will start experiencing a true Pentecost which is a harvest time for us to enter into. Pentecost, it's the harvest feast. It's the key to this year. We've looked, at, we've looked at Passover. We've looked at what God used that for to get us realigned, to pull us into a divine pause. But now we're in the key time for the year ahead. You're really the first ones I've said that to. This is an era of Holy Spirit movement. Pentecost is about Holy Spirit coming down and causing our wineskins to become explosive. 
I decree right now there's an explosion going on of faith throughout your spirit there. And that you're moving at word alive with the spirit of God exploding in you. With that, this is about our advocate, the Holy Spirit. That's what we know him as, but actually a better word is linked with the pay word that comes from the Aramaic when you look at Holy Spirit. It, his name actually means one who ends the curse. I decree that the curse that has been working in your home will be ended beginning at, past, at Pentecost. The curse that has been working in your territory, there's an end coming to it at Pentecost. And I declare divine recovery is coming. I'm declaring right now, you will recover what's been lost. You will regain what's been taken. I decree over health, and I speak to that spirit of infirmity and I say, let go of God's people. They're rising up with new strength. Actually, the word recovery means we will ret return to a new state of authority. I decree that over Alabama. I decree that over our nation that we will quit falling, slipping, or being betrayed. And we will reclaim land and substances that the enemy has tried to bring into waste. You will see people coming out of bad states into the best state that God has. Now let me leave you with this. Pentecost is about provision. Pentecost is about revelation, and Pentecost is about power. I decree right now that there is an impartation of provision, revelation, and power coming upon everyone connected with Word Alive. I bless you abundantly. Can't Get that shoulder strong so you can carry the load for the future. I decree right now, you as a people are entering into the best key season for the feast ahead. Amen. Blessings to you. Wow, what a word. Man, I tell you what, can we take just 30 seconds and thank God for the prophets? Lord, we thank you for the prophets. We thank you that you've aligned us with prophets so we would know what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Lord, you said believe in God and we would, we would be established. Trust in the prophets and we would prosper. Lord, we receive these prophetic words and impartations today in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Amazing word. We're a key season. Don't miss what Chuck just said. This is a key season. Don't miss Pentecost. We're moving. This Sunday starts Friday, and this Sunday we celebrate May 31st, Pentecost Sunday. So whether you're 
watching online on Pentecost or whether you're gathering here with us, you say, how do we celebrate Pentecost? We worship, we decree our words of faith, we give our first fruits offering, and we step into the season that God is opening up for us with courage, knowing there's a destiny on wow. us to literally shift a state that will then shift a nation. And so we receive the impartation of these words today. I know you've been blessed. We could feel the oh, tangible, tangible anointing, anointing yes. here. And when Chuck said an explosion of faith is coming, man, we felt it go through the very cores of our being. So receive yes. an explosion of faith to move away from all fear and timidity and with courage move into this next season. We want to put up our giving declaration that decrees where we're headed toward this Pentecost season. Stand up, if you will, in your house if you're seated down. Let's stand up and let's make this boldly our declaration as we're moving into this brand new season. On the count of three, we'll say it together. One, two, three. Today, we are moving forward toward the glorious celebration of Pentecost. God not only has delivered us and redeemed us, but He also has given us abundant provision. It is a time to believe and confess for a supernatural provision. The Lord, who has great power, also has great resources. Therefore, we declare and decree that we have more than enough entering into this new season as God's glory is revealed. Come on, somebody. Let's shout. Let us shout out right there in your house. Shout provision is on the way at Pentecost. Is on the way at Pentecost. We're moving yes. now with the Lord into a new season. Don't miss Pentecost. As soon as we end this broadcast, in just a moment, we're going to jump back into worship. And that's how we'll end. As soon as we're done, text somebody. Share this with somebody and tell them, hashtag, don't miss Pentecost. <laughs> It's a new season. It's a new time. Bev, any last words before I'm we go? I'm just saying, do not miss Pentecost. It's going to be amazing. Keep us in your prayers. Total healing, restoration. We are recovering all. Come on now. Let's pursue, overtake, and recover all. We're moving now into Pentecost. We release the blessing on you now as we move supernaturally under God's great mercy into this brand new season. We decree an army is being raised up in the state of Alabama and the United States of America that will shine forth with the glory of God in this season. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing a hallelujah. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.